Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. This boy's is second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 824 of the Trinity Force podcast. I am your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight it is just me and Goose, and we're talking all things world since all of that's finally locked in. Um, yeah, and 
glad to be here. It's been a couple of weeks since we've potted. I had some stuff going on with my back and uh, ado- adopted a dog, which we had to return. So had some uh, sadness and other things like that going on, which is why it's been a bit. Um, we had some people out of town. Bomo stepped away from the podcast as well. But uh, So it's been a, an eventful couple of weeks since we last potted. But um, we are back and I'm glad to be doing so and uh yeah glad to be here tonight with you man how you doing doing pretty good I've just been uh working played in a golf tournament last weekend which we won got first place okay how many other people were competing it was a four-man scramble and there was 32 teams nice won a thousand dollars as a team there you go yeah that's sweet yeah what was the entry fee? Forty bucks a person. Nice. Yeah, quite the payout. So <laughs> that was cool. So that paid for the drinks at the end of the night. Uh, I actually had to drive home Sunday night, and it was on a Sunday. Oh, okay. So didn't get to drink too much. I had my you know birdie juice. I had a couple fireball shots, but that's it. Just enough to be able to drive and. Still enough to be able to enjoy yourself afterwards. Yeah, just just loosened up, so it was fun. It was a good time, and then uh, nice. Haven't been playing much league, but I'm actually coaching a uh, competitive league team now. Okay, so uh, first off, how I guess what like Elo range is the team? Um, they are so it's it's called a gold league, but since Emerald was added, um, you can get up to Emerald three now. And if, as long okay. as you, so I would qualify for that. But if you were plat two or higher last split, you don't qualify for oh. the league. Okay. So it's they call it a gold league, but it's more of a plat league now because of the, sure. the changes. But no, that's been fun. Uh, I honestly enjoy that much more than playing. <laughs> gotcha. So what about coaching? Uh, and maybe coaching this team specifically, do you enjoy more than playing? Um, I think it's because, like, me personally, and I know we've talked about this before, I view the game in a much more, like, broader spectrum than I do, like, what my hands are capable of getting me to. So, yeah. <laughs> like, for the team, I run all of the draft prep. I do all the scouting. Um, I watch, like... The other team's VODs that they're going to be playing that week to like tell my team kind of their tendencies and stuff like that. And then when we actually draft, I do all the drafting for them. Okay, nice. That's very involved then. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Gotcha. It's uh, is it, is it completely free? Do you get anything uh, from it other than fun? I'm just doing it. I actually so this was the team that I played for last time. When I got kicked for smurfing because <laughs> they thought I was too good. So, uh, um, no, I just joined back with them to do the coaching. There's a like a prize tournament fee and that kind of stuff, but I don't, I'm just doing it for because I enjoy doing it. Sure, that makes sense. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fun when you give your team like a really good draft and then they just dominate the game. You know, it's. <laughs> They fucking steamroll yeah. it, yeah. And then there's sometimes when you're like, "Oh, that draft was on me, boys. I'm sorry." <laughs> so. That's been a lot of fun. Gotcha. Uh, haven't been doing anything else 
just work. Um, has it finally started to cool down in Missouri, or is it still blazing and, hot? No, it has not been over 82 degrees for two weeks now. We're, we're pretty oh, well on the, on the downhill trajectory here. Summer is hanging on. I mean, it is trying its hardest <laughs> to stay, but uh, <laughs> next week, I think the highest um, temperature all week is like 73, so pretty excited. Okay. Gotcha. So since it's now getting into fall, does like I okay? If I was in landscaping, that would be my least favorite time because I fucking hate picking up leaves everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming you're gonna go through giant like truckloads of leaves, basically. Is that so? Has that started yet at all, or no? No, we have. So what I do typically is, um, especially this time of year when the leaves start falling, um, while I'm mowing properties. I'll just swing around the house real quick and blow out the leaves and just mulch them up so that when we actually uh-huh. get to the leaf season, it's not like such a burden for me to do it because sure. Quite honestly, like doing leaves does not produce any money. It's more of a we do it because people ask us to do it kind of thing. Like we still Got we it. still charge for it, but it's not like we just there's not a big enough um, like ROI when it comes to your time invested yeah. into what you're actually doing. So, right. So it's something they're paying a little extra for, and they like it, but it's not. It's a. It's like lost. Yes, that, that's you, the word. Basically, I was, yeah. Yes, that's, that's exactly. the word I was looking for. It's yeah. just more of a just a, okay. a good faith service that we kind of do for people that give us uh, business all year. So, I yeah. fucking hate leaves. Makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I used to have to, uh, growing up in, in like high school and middle school, we had a pool in our backyard and I uh, it was one of my chores to take the leaves out of the pool. And oh, my God, <laughs> I I fucking hated doing yeah. it. And a lot of times I didn't. That was like the one chore that I was like, OK, I would tell my parents I forgot about or just like, oh, I have homework when I never have homework anyways to do for other things like, oh, God, I hated that so much. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. And we have two customers, and I do not understand why they pay us to do leaves, but we do it. They live in the fucking woods. I mean, literally, you have to drive <laughs> into the woods to get to their house. And we blow the leaves <laughs> away from their house probably 100 feet in a circle. And we blow it back into the woods. <laughs> Just so they can see their grass and their driveway and all that stuff. It is the dumbest thing. And it takes us forever out there yeah i mean it's like an eight hour job with like six people trying to get this place cleaned up good god that's that's one of the most ridiculous things i've heard they're just throwing money away. oh rich white people bro they spend money on anything (laughs) i'm telling you (laughs) god damn it uh all right well I've been playing League recently, uh, not as much because with the stuff that I've had with my back, which is getting better, I basically like there's no pain or anything. But I get uh, this flared up last fall, so I talked about it then. But um, if I'm sitting or standing for too long uh, or doing like activity sometimes, then like I'll I'll feel some swelling in my leg, so gotta lay down for a bit. So that's not the most conducive to League. That being said. Uh, I've played some. Uh, I played a decent amount last weekend, and then I played for quite a while last night in Community Night. I feel like I'm in pretty good form, and the meta is actually shifting 
back towards more of my play style of like bruisers and stuff out of the junglers out of the jungle. So that's exciting for me to like actually have a meta shift back my way. Cause all of, I guess the first half. So, you know, the first split, it was all assassins and everything just fucking running around and like, nah, that's not, it's not my game. Not interested in that, but it's, it's better now. So my win rate is I'm going to, I think it, I got it up to 44% last night. Ooh, let's go. I know. It dropped down to 42. <laughs> Eric says, let me play Maokai. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love playing Maokai. Oh. I played uh, Sunderer and Lucidity Boots and Shojin Poppy last night. And oh my god, my Q is like, as soon as it detonates a second time, it's ready again. Like, you can constantly use that shit. It's disgusting. I was surprised. I saw someone go gore drinker on Poppy, and I was, I messaged them in game. I was like, "I'm a Poppy main. Like, do you think this feels good?" And they're like, "I just wanted to try it out. It's not great." I was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." Okay. Yeah, Sojin but, is yeah. insane. <laughs> what? Yep. It just a whole another topic of another day about items, but it just yeah, gives we'll it gives everything. <laughs> It gives everything, like almost literally everything. It's so, it's so broken. Um, yeah. So, I f- I figure that will feature heavily in the worlds meta, which is my fantastic segue since we're talking about worlds to talk about world stuff. So, um, for people who have not been paying attention or don't pay attention uh, until worlds, it's starting uh, soon-ish. So, like a week ago, they had announced like uh on lollysports.com there's a whole article that goes through everything about who is qualified when it is where it is what the different stages are like they laid out the whole thing like they do every year so uh i mean in the essence of it when is it happening it starts the play-ins start on october 10th and then the finals are on november 19th so it's a little over a month and i think i feel like this is the longest like tournament that will have had but i could be completely wrong on that um after the play-in stage which is october tuesday october 10th through sunday october 15th uh and this is all in korea so a lot of this is in korean standard time um then there's the swiss stage and we'll explain what that is uh and that is 10 p or it starts at uh thursday october 19th there's a four-day gap from the end of play-ins and then that finishes on sunday october 29th so that's a full 10 days of that um and then the knockout stage starts the next thursday so there's another four day gap or three day gap and then it's november 2nd through november 19th so yeah um this definitely feels like it's going to be a long tournament like do you do you remember them going this long historically um i feel like it's Pretty close to the same. I think it feels longer because of the Asia games pushed it back a couple weeks of when it usually starts. So I think that's why sure. it feels like it's a little bit later than usual. Because it's usually about a okay. month, right? I guess so. Maybe they normally have longer breaks between stages. That might be... Yeah, I think especially yeah. here lately. Except for... I guess NA they jumped around quite a bit too. They usually jump around a lot. So like... But in South Korea, they're not really moving very far, so there's not much travel yeah. time between the two. So they I, maybe they don't have to take as many much time in between getting people to places. So. Yeah, because the 
the games are either in Seoul or in Busan, and uh, I think that's like a five-hour drive or a four-hour yeah. drive. So, or like an hour plane ride, if that, uh, or a train ride of a couple hours, probably, since there's bullet trains and shit over there. So, yeah, that's a good point that they don't have travel time issues, which is going to be nice for the players that they don't have to be constantly switching time zones, even when they're already switching time zones to get there. And they're also like, when it's in Europe, sometimes they bounce around between countries. And so then you yeah. have you have to go through customs and you have to move around people through different countries and that becomes a tedious process. So when it's all in one country, and I there think can it be, definitely makes it a little easier. Yeah. And then there can be visa issues too in Europe or when they did it in, I mean, last year there were visa issues, which is why it was no longer and nothing happened in Canada, but then there was visa issues where some players couldn't play in planes in Mexico, yep. but then were able to play in the States and all that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely like the idea of it being in one country a lot more. It's just a lot more solid and easier to, to deal with. And I feel like this might be a little bit uh, like rough to say, but I don't know, man. Korea just feels like the place to play when they do these events. It does. It just. I, have you been watching the rebroadcasted events of Worlds on Twitch? No, I haven't. I have watched a couple of Cadrill's uh, videos watching some of those games. And when they're in Korea... But I haven't watched the games themselves. It's just... It's so electric, man. It's just... Those people... Yeah. They're like football fans in America when it comes to esports. And mm -hmm. it's just... So much cooler. Yeah. it Even though when it's in China, they still pack out the stadiums. And it's it just got a different energy when it's in Korea than in China even. Yeah. I would agree. So, um, okay, so what are these different, we'll talk about the teams and stuff like that, but first, since there is a format change, it would be, it's our duty to explain the differences. So, uh, the knockout stage is the same. Those are the best of fives where it's down to, what, eight teams, 16 teams, um, and it's just best of fives. That's traditionally right after the group stage. So, knockout stage, no changes with that at all. Um. There is the play-in stage now. So the play or the play-in stage format, I believe, changed a bit too. Uh, so play-in stage is eight teams have been drawn into two best of three double elimination brackets, and the top team from each bracket will face off against the second place team from the other bracket in a final set of best of five matches. And the winner of these matches will take their place in, in the Swiss stage. So previously, four teams would make it out of play-ins. Now it's only two. Uh, is what I'm taking away from this. Um, and you have to either be first or second in your respective group and then win your best of five. So there's no longer coming first in the planes group and then automatically getting a free ride right in. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, and all of these matches are best of threes, except for the final two, which are best of five. So there's no longer any single game matches in the play-in stage at all. So... I mean, before we get into anything else, what do you think about this play-in stage change? Because I love this. I think it's much better. I think that best of ones prove absolutely nothing, and any team in the world can beat any team in the world in a one-game setting. So when you do best of threes yeah. slash best of fives, I mean, the cream rises to the top. So it just... Absolutely. Anyone can get outdrafted or have get screwed over by some weird counter pick or, you know, 
just like have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the match, can't go and they feel off or something happening. Like, yeah, anything can happen in a single game. It's really hard for that to happen for two in a row if you're significantly worse than your opposition. Yep. It's going to normalize more likely. It can still happen. Like you could still have upsets in best of two and best of fives. You can still, or best of threes and best of fives. You can still have upsets, but a lot less likely. So we're probably going to see less of the minor region teams get through is what I'm thinking is going to happen out of this, but it'll be overall a more entertaining spectator event, which is what they're going for. And I think what most people want. I would agree. Yeah. So, Yep. Okay. Uh, and then in the Swiss stage, so this is new. Before there was, I mean, this is the revamped group stage, right? So uh, the two qualified playing stage teams that we just talked about who got out will join the top three seeded teams from the LEC and LCS, as well as the top four from the LCK and LPL. And they'll be drawn into four pools um, of one seeds, two seeds, three seeds, and then four plus the play-in qualifiers are treated in that way. Uh, and then they'll be drawn into an, into an initial set of eight best-of-one matches based on their seedings. Pool one teams will play pool four, and pool two teams will play pool three teams. No one will play a team from their own region in the first round. After that first round, there will be another draw for the second round to pair teams with the same record against one another, this time with no further draw restrictions. So... That meaning that you can play teams can play against teams from their own region, uh, and this will re- this process will repeat for three more rounds, pitting teams with even records against each other until they reach three wins to advance or three losses to be eliminated. So, if you win your first three matches, then you're through and you no longer play any games. You could go two and two and have to play five matches in total in the Swiss though. So you play a minimum of three, a max of five, uh, a max of five matches um, with this. And in total, eight teams move on to knockouts. So the first eight teams to get three wins move on to the knockouts. And then uh, after that, we go into the best of fives across the board. Um, while the initial rounds are all best of one, all advancement and elimination matches will be best of three. So for the first two days when nobody has, nobody can even get to their third one, it's all best of ones. And then any match which is a deciding to put one of those teams above or below will be a best of three. Uh, and then side selection is determined by coin flip too. So yeah, this is a lot of what people were asking for um, it's still not, I think, what most of the community was envisioning because it's kind of complex, but it's, I, I like it. What do you think about the Swiss stage? I think it's the best way to do it in a short amount of time. True. I know, yeah, I get what you're saying because I heard a lot of criticism that it's not as good as Valorant, but Valorant tournaments take place over a much longer time span. And the way that the games are just fundamentally different too. So you can't necessarily do uh, the best of threes and fives like they do in the same way. Yeah, I think it's it's almost economically impossible for everything to be best ofs. Yeah, it would take too long. Uh, um, and I think the only yeah, way you so, could do it is if you had an arena... You would have to do multiple arenas and do multiple matches at once. It would be the only way you could actually do it. 
Yeah. That makes sense. Because there's just not enough time in a day for everybody to play their best of matches. Because even if you went for 24 hours, right? Say you did a 24-hour event. For everybody to play a best of match, there's still not enough time. Yeah, because it's about you should. They have to plan for about three hours for each. Yeah, basically for each individual game, and then that's multiplied by what twenty two teams or something like. That. It's. I mean, it's different because of different stages, but yeah, it's it's fucking impossible yeah. to do. There's literally not enough time, like you're yeah. saying. And then you start getting into the, well, let's say we do the 24 hours and we do it over multiple stages. Well, now you've done the 24 hours and now you have to take a two-day break for everybody to rest, you know, because you can't do a thing where a team that played Monday morning plays Tuesday night, you know, or like how it flip-flops because then you're just screwing over sleep schedules and everything else, so... Yeah. I think this is which are already fucked up because people are traveling yeah, exactly. from all across the world. Yeah. So I think this is probably the best way to do it. I I have a few reservations of the Swiss stage, but overall I'm I'm happy with it. So. The only changes I would make would be that uh first seeds from their region come in with one win automatically. That would be the only change I would make to this, but I agree basically with everything you said there. I think the only reservation I have is that there are a lot of possibilities where, let's take Cloud9, for example. There is a sure. world where Cloud9 plays Fnatic, and then they play Team Liquid, and then they play like G2 to get into the next stage. Where there's. Was Cloud9 a one seed? Or a two seed. Okay, two. Gotcha. So they'll be playing a three seed in their first match, and then it changes, yeah. right? Okay. There's also a world where, say, KT Rolster has to play an LPL team, and then they have to play T1, and then they have to play another LPL team or Gen.G to get to their final series. So yeah, I think something that I would like to see in the future is get a cast of... 50 people together that are in the league scene and have them vote on true like power rankings and then rank the teams that way instead of having first seed, second seed, third seeds, fourth seeds. Okay. That's interesting. And if you were to do it that way, you would make it to where people of their own region cannot vote on their own team's power rankings. Sure. They can only vote on other regions' power rankings. Well, okay, so I like the idea of changing it up like that, but the people who are in their own region, yes, I understand they're going to be biased, but they're also going to be the ones that know the most about those teams going in. Or maybe like make their vote not count as a full vote. Just make it some yeah, way to where like, there's no yeah. bias involved. Because at the end of the day, somebody that's from the LEC will think that G2 is probably the fifth best team in the world. Because they have the capability of being the best team in the world based on past events. You know, So are they the, be- are they the fifth best team in the world? Probably not. 
Probably not. I think so, but <laughs> that's because I'm a G2 fanboy and I think they're sure. they're really good, but it's hard to take bias out of an equation. Even yeah. if you try and think non-biased, it's just it's human nature to be biased. Yeah, so and then on that same point, people are always going to undervalue NA teams, regardless of how good they actually are. Yeah. Like you could have a team that absolute like even if an NA team some NA team won MSI and then they like perfect swept through summer and won, you know, basically didn't lose a game, it'd still be hard for people to put them in like the top eight. Yeah. Yep. Or so. They just wouldn't crack it because their region relative like most people think their region is crap compared to most other regions yeah so that's the, that's so, the only thing i would like ways. to see a change if they did the swiss stage in the future is power ranking the teams instead of doing seated because at the end of the day i don't want to see a world where the lck and the lpl are killing each other in the swiss stage and making it to where yeah. we don't see the actual best teams at the end yeah, so I also agree that there should maybe be a change in the way that the teams are selected after the first round. Like the first round, is, I mean, I guess even changing that, but I would say that you probably should not be able to be selected against your own region for the first two matches to avoid that. And it, after the first day, uh, your, I guess even including the first day, except for the point where you can't be drawn against your own team, your opponent is like, you just throw it all into a machine and like randomize it. So it's not like, I mean, uh, some of this is randomized, but there's some rules on it. You do, you basically throw out the record rules too. So if a team is 0-2, they could get thrown up against a 2-0 and team. And sorry, that just fucking sucks for one of those teams then. Or maybe... The 0 and 2 team pulls it off, pulls off a win, and then now they're 1 and 2 and they go through and play another team. Like it that's just I think that would be the most entertaining. It would be it might shorten the the Swiss stage, but um or maybe make it less fair at times. Um but I think it would be maybe the most dramatic. There'd be like the it's the most objective way to set it up because it's truly randomized about who you're facing. That's what I would like to see in this. But I also like your idea of the power rankings. I didn't that didn't even occur to me at all when I was thinking about stuff. Yeah, I just don't want to see JDG beating, you know, LCK and LC LPL teams to where you know they don't make it to the next round. Sure. Yeah, the only caveat I would say with the randomized stuff is that no team should be able to play a team they've already played. Yeah, that would be the only thing because you don't you don't want to see that at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, the Swiss stage definitely looks like it'll be probably. I mean, usually some of the best games are in the group stage. Oh, it's it's so going to be controlled be chaos. Good. I'm so excited, man! It's, it's yes, going to be so cool. Oh. Yeah, this format is so. Have you ever watched the TV show Billions? Okay, so it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, it's a Showtime original. Um, since there's since like all the writers are on strike and everything, and not new media has been produced and coming out, so I've been having to cycle through like some more, uh, some less popular TV stuff. But Billions is very good. I would recommend it. In any case, there's this one character who at one point 
brings up like he tossed out uh, a chaos grenade and he like pulls the pin and throws it out and is like bam that's exactly what this swiss stage is it's a fucking chaos grenade i'm here for it that's just what it made me think yeah agreed so yep uh and then the knockout stage like i already said it's um best of fives for those final eight teams those final eight will be uh okay so in this draw teams that advanced with a 3-0 record from the swiss stage will be matched against teams that advanced with a 3-2 record from the swiss stage i'm guessing oh okay and then the remaining teams will then be matched against one another so anyone that's three and one will be matched against themselves um or if there are more three and two teams that get through, then uh, then there are three O's, then those three twos will get thrown in with the three ones. So, yeah, um, that's that's the whole shebang about the format. They do have a larger roster of approved co-streamers this year, and they're touting that. I remember last year it was pretty garbage the selection that they had, or people didn't like it. But they have a larger selection this year, so. Um, yeah. Otherwise, if you want to see content from someone that does make it about worlds that doesn't have co-streaming rights, they'll either do live viewing or it'll come out a day late as it did last year. I'm not sure exactly about how that'll work legally with Riot, but I remember last year, like LS didn't have it and all his stuff came out a day late um, as opposed to being live or on a delay of some sort. So yeah. Um, okay. So should we talk about the most exciting part, the teams that made it in? Yeah. Okay, so we some of this we knew when we've talked a few weeks ago, uh, but I'll just run through the entire roster of teams, and then we can talk about what we think. So China, uh, first seed, JDG, second seed, BLG, third seed, LNG, and fourth seed, uh, Weibo, or WBG. Uh, from the LCK, from Korea, first seed is Genji, second seed is T1, third seed is KT Rolster, fourth seed is D plus Kia, or DK, formerly Damwon Gaming, and then Damwon Kia, when they've gone through a name change, like, every every year, seemingly. D plus um, Kia Forte, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> LEC has G2 in the one seed, Fnatic in the two seed, and Mad Lions in the three seed. LCS has NRG in the first seed, uh, that's a rebranded. What team was that before? They were CLG. Okay, CLG rebranded. Okay, uh, second seed is Cloud9, and third seed is Team Liquid Honda, TL. Um, from the PCS of so Southeast Asia, this is like Taiwan and uh, the Philippines and Hong Kong, um, those sorts of places. As well First as First seed is... Oh, are they in there? So Oceania okay. was allowed to pick where they wanted to go to whether they-, and they chose pcs okay interesting okay well not, no piece no os team actually made it through qualifying into worlds here but um the two seeds from that pcs and combined os region are psg talon and then uh the flying oysters <laughs> that were there last year the flying and oysters. vietnam I know. Vietnam has GAM Esports, yet again, always at the top. And then Team Wales, never heard of them at all. Um, CB LOL has Loud. Loud was there, I think, at MSI and at Worlds last yep. year. Um, and then LJL in Japan, it's Detonation Focus Me, as it has been for quite a while. Uh, and then the LLA, uh, Movie Star, R- Rainbow Seven. They renamed themselves, but Rainbow Seven. And I'm trying to think, who else came from... 
LLA, it's been R7, but they've also, there's been a couple other teams that have come in. I don't remember who else. I can't remember either. Yeah. But Rainbow Seven's been there a few times. So, yeah. Uh, and then the World Qualifying Series winner is to be determined on October 9th between the LCS's Golden Guardians and LEC's Team BDS. Uh, so I've seen that these were the teams here. I still don't quite understand what it means by qualifying series winner. Like, I get it. It's the fourth seed from each of those two regions are playing against each other to see who will get in. But why the fourth seed from those, like, why is that set up? Do you have any idea about why it's set up that way? Um, because in the past, like, uh, LEC and LCS have, like, bounced back and forth between which one gets four seeds. And it's usually based on recent biased, like LEC G2 doing what they do at Worlds. And yep. since they G2 hasn't really gone as far as they have in the past, they've decided to switch it to this. And okay. since Oceania isn't a region anymore, they need that one extra team. Right. And so that's how they do it now, is they're just going to have the four seeds from each region play each other to decide which one goes to play okay. in. Gotcha. That's interesting. Okay. I do think that it would suck for one of those teams to fly out to Korea and then October 9th, the day before the planes start that they play and they lose and then they're out and then they have to fly home immediately afterwards. Yeah, I wonder though if you're either of those teams, even if you lose, you just stick around for a couple weeks, right? To just practice. I don't think so. What I remember, I mean, maybe those teams will do that, but I know like Riot pays for some of their accommodations, but as soon as you're eliminated, like the next day, they, they maybe pay for one extra day, but then they will no longer pay for it. So the organizations would have to yeah, pick up the tab. That's true. I guess it's up to the org, so whether they want maybe to do they it or would. not. Yeah. And also depending on what's happening at the time where it is hotel availability, they may not be able to yeah. re like reasonably. That's true. I mean, I'm sure they will in Busan and Seoul. There's got to be a shitload of hotels because they're and like accommodation staying, but maybe not if they're in, you know, like some American cities, if there's like a football game going on at the same time. So, yeah. But, uh, okay. So I guess since we were just talking about it, who do you think is going to win between Golden Guardians and BDS? I actually think that this is like the most even close series that i could think of between two teams really yeah i really think that i think it's gonna be a hard battle between the two okay is it a best of five best of I three i think you know? it's a best of five okay and i think it goes to five okay but, i'm seeing if i can find out but i will say means. that there is a there is a higher chance that BDS 3-0s than there is of Golden Guardians 3-0-ing, in my opinion. That 100% makes sense to me. Because yeah. of one reason, and his name is Adam. Yep. In it. That's what I was just going <laughs> to say. If Adam, if Adam gets the picks that he can against... if is Licorice is the top yeah. laner for... None of, none story, of yeah. these guys have played against a dude like Adam. Like, even... Not really at all. I'm going to say this, and it might be a hot take, but... Adam plays the game in such a way that not even Ben or 369 or any of them can like 
solo win a game like that dude can. Yeah. Or solo lose. Exactly. Which does happen sometimes. <laughs> exactly. yes. yes. I mean, I've seen, yeah, I've seen VODs of like level three, he's roaming yeah, mid lane on Olaf. Yeah. Like, yep. what, what are you doing? Yep. Yeah. That's so weird. So if they don't do their homework on Adam, I think he's the X factor in the series for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. I'm going to look at their rosters and see, but that, that makes sense. I also found out the World Qualifying Series is a best of five, yeah, so yeah. that'll be sweet to I think it's... Shit, I don't... It's Adam, uh, Crowny, Lebrov is the bot lane. Um, I think Nuke is the mid laner. Used to be Nuclear Int. And then the jungler... Oh, so not Nuke Duck. No, okay, Nuke Duck was the coach of Hunter Thieves. Uh, Nuke, it okay. used to be Nuclear Ents. Now his name's just Nuke. And then the jungler, I want to say, is a uh, like Chinese jungler. But I no, not Jun. Uh, what is see. his name? I'm looking at their roster right now. Okay, so it's Shao. Shao, yeah, from that, BDS. that's right. Shao. He's kind of trash. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, he seemed fine. Yeah. Uh, he's French. He's French. Well, I was way wrong. <laughs> is the name? So BDS actually has. A French coach and French mid top. They're, a, they're a French org. That makes sense then. And then they have a, a Greek support and a Slovenian ADC. Crowning and Lebrov. Yep. And then Golden okay. Guardians is Licorice. Yeah, and then uh, River and Gori, Stixay, and Huhi. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think that also BDS has a decent step up in bot lane. Uh, I would I will say that Crowny is better than um, Stixay, but who he is yeah. much better than Lebrov. Okay, so it just depends on if Golden Guardians drafts in a way that gives who he agency to do what he does. Yeah. And then if we get the River and Gory of like regular season, Golden Guardians should cakewalk this. If we get the River and Gory yeah. of playoffs, they get three out. Sure. Yeah, I didn't watch the playoffs at all, but I do know that I was surprised that they were the fourth seed because they came in first in the regular season? They or tied they, for they first. like stomped most of it. Okay, they were stomping or, for a while and they started to fall off a They bit. tied for first, they played a tiebreaker, and they lost to C9, so they got second. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a fun game for sure. And that is one day before the rest of it starts, so... Cool. Uh, I'm going to go with BDS, I think. BDS, take it. I agree. I think BDS does as well. I think it will I think it might actually be a 3-2. Um, I think the most likely outcome is, a game, well. is five games. Yeah, agreed. But after that, it's a 3-0 by BDS. I would agree. Yep. Um, okay, so... Other teams in the play-in stage, like we see some of them. It's, uh, it's loud. We have GAM... We have Rainbow Seven, PSG, Detonation Focus Me, the Oysters, and Team Wales, and then obviously one more team that between BDS and Golden Guardians. Um, we're not gonna do like full predictions because we'll do that later on. But anybody, any team stand out here as like uh, anything standouts that you think will go through or that people should pay attention to for I sure. I like Loud. 
Why do you like Loud? Uh, they showed a lot in MSI. They, I mean, they went toe to toe with a lot of teams, and I mean, they stood their, they, they stood did. their ground against NA teams too, which not a lot of uh, minor regions. Do. And I also just like the swag that that team has. <laughs> yeah, all the Brazilian. What's his? Teams what's that? Eddie carries like, name. Got... I can't. Oh, what is? Uh, it's. It, well, so they have root, but that's not who you're talking no. about. What? It's uh. I know who you're talking about. Is, yeah, the Draven guy. That dude is guy. such a Chad, man. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to see if I can find him. Um, BRTT. Yes, BRTT. I like that, dude. <laughs> I googled Brazilian Draven player, and he's the second yeah. thing that came up after a Reddit post about Brazilian pro player tattoos Draven axes in <laughs> his arms, which is still BRTT. Yep. And then... Uh... Something that not a lot of people know, uh, Detonation Focus Me's AD Carry Utapon is now their top laner. Oh, I see that. What happened to... Uh, Evi is um, on an LEC team. Right, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah, he's on... He's on Heretics. He on? Okay. That's it. He did well when I was watching some of the stuff. Uh, he LEC. had he, he was well very up and down. He either had really good games or really, really, really bad games. Okay, I watched a decent, a lot more towards the beginning, and he, he was good in the went, beginning. Like he yeah. was, he was very good in the beginning, and mostly because he was the best that I saw uh, in the West at abusing Casante. Yep, that's just what I was about to say. If he was playing Casante, he looked yeah. pretty good. If he was playing anything else, it was not. It good. was not great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then another notable PSG talent has Maple back. He's their mid laner again. Uh, okay. They have a, lo- a large roster. Yeah. Jeez. I think Doggo is their ADC still. Uh, no, it's Waco. 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 Where, where did Doggo go? I think Doggo's on the. Uh, he's not in the Oysters. Oh, he went to. LPL oh, you're Wolves. right. Yeah, he did go to one of the Asian teams. That's right. Um, he plays for Ultra Prime. Yeah, that's LPL team. Yep. Where did they finish? They like dead last, I think. <laughs> that's actually not... Okay, maybe... the Their bot lane is okay. Okay, maybe Doggo's just the only good player on that team never mind i'm looking at it it's like i've never heard of harry up top ning is washed up and not he good still anymore. plays <laughs> yeah dude he was their starting jungler the only one uh, on the roster you're... too and then sword art in support who is like whatever and dream in mid lane who i've never heard of yeah no so. that's about it for the play-ins i i like loud um i mean they could completely bomb <laughs> you know it's Play-ins is kind of a crapshoot, but I just—it's Brazil, yeah. man. They're they're in a south, you know. I gotta rep my boys. Yeah. Yep. Um, if I'm just looking around at some of the rosters, like some of these players, I don't remember, but uh, R7 seems like they have a good, ro- like a decent roster still. Like they could do something, and then Team Wales. I love that yeah. name. Uh, they have. I don't recognize anyone except for their jungler, but Bean Jay, I remember he was on the Buffaloes oh, yeah. or maybe the other team that they sent last year, and he was good. He's been good. Yeah, for a I while. wish the Buffaloes made it back because I like Shogun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't. Yep. Uh, and I think the Oysters have most of their same team. 
Except maybe their mid laner's different. I don't remember who it was, but I remember Rest was there before, as was Gemini and Shun and Shao Si. But I don't remember this Jimmy N person. Me neither. Yeah, so. Yep. I will say that whoever gets through of Guardians and BDS has a solid chance they of getting through. They I'd should. Say. If, if they, they should, don't, it's, a, it's an absolute failure. Yeah, probably. I think that both of, like, whichever team gets through, they will at least make it to that best of five match. They may not win that, yeah. depending on who they're facing and what their form is and what the meta shakes out to be, but yeah. So, okay. Um, and then we'll see who gets through on that, but of the Swiss stage, like, I mean, all the best teams are here, but is there any narratives that you're looking forward to seeing or any teams that you hope play each other or any teams you hope don't play each other? Um... I hope Billy Billy and JD Gaming play each other because I want BLG to finally conquer their demons and beat JDG in, in a best of three scenario. They're like 0 and 11, okay, man. It's just. I don't think that's going to happen just because JDG is probably going to win the whole thing. I don't think. Like, yeah. So I don't know if they'll lose yeah. any series uh, at all. Yeah, I, I honestly think. I don't know. I it, I think it's going to be an LPL team that wins, personally. Um, and there's no way it's LNG because they just got hot at the right time, yeah. and they're probably worse than the other three. And it's probably JDG. I mean, they have the best. They they have number one in each role, in my opinion. Except maybe. Maybe support. Support they probably don't. I was gonna have say one. you could argue missing is not number one, but he's obviously he's up near he's, the top he's definitely of the top five, but I wouldn't say he's number one. Yes. So and then but Yeah, I would personally prefer to have uh on from BLG I would too. to miss. On is my favorite player. Okay. Next I and also Elk. think that, I love Elk, yeah. man. <laughs> the dude is sure. a psychopath. Elk is very He's crazy good. I'll say that, except for D+, I think I'd prefer any of the support from the other three LCK teams as well over missing. Of Delight or Lehens or Caria. Um, I would probably take Caria or Lehens. Yeah, Delight is, like, if he gets Rakan, then he, yeah. it's absurd. But if he doesn't get Rakan, it does definitely depend yeah. on what he's on. That's fair. And then, I mean, I'm going to ride this pony, man. G2. They're making it out. <laughs> I'm saying it now. And I know it's probably I, biased. I think they probably will. I really think this team is very close to their 2019 selves. And probably better, in my opinion, because Yike has a much wider champion pool than Yankos. Yeah. And he feels like he has more of a presence than Yankos did. Not that Yankos wasn't a good player. He definitely was, but and still is, because he's playing on Heretic still. Yeah. yeah, so he's still a good player. It's just that I don't know what it is. I don't feel his presence when I'm watching it. Because game. back then, Yankos, I mean, his nickname was the First Blood King. He literally had a First Blood in every single game in 2019. He was a part of the every single Damn. First Blood in 2019. That whole year. Every time there was a first blood, Yankos was a part of it. It was actually insane. And so that's crazy. The difference between him and Yike is 
if Yankos did not get that first blood, he was useless. Sure. He couldn't find a way to push that advantage further into the map. He didn't necessarily always get the kill, but he was always a part of the first yeah. blood, which just, for whatever reason, got his brain flowing in a whole different way. Yike is different in the fact that he can play a tree and just permagank his lanes, or he can play fucking Belveth and just solo carry the game. Yeah, or he can play Kha'Zix and do nothing for 25 minutes and then get a triple yeah. kill from a good flank. Yeah. And then I also think Broken Blade is the only top laner in the West that can go even with any of the top laners in the East. Other than if Adam plays out of his mind like we talked yeah. about earlier. Yeah, but gen <laughs> like uh, reliably, I definitely agree with you, reliably. And then Caps, I mean, he turned into Collapse towards the end of the season, which was... I was about to start shorting my G2 stock because Caps was paying, playing quite poor, but then he kind of flipped the switch and decided to be who we all know Caps is. So. And sure. then, at the end of the day, Hansama is the best AD carry that's not a that's not Berserker. Korean or Chinese. Yeah. Sure. And Mickey just does his job very well. Yep, he does. And he has a very wide champion pool. And at the end of the day, he can just pick Braum. <laughs> yep. And Braum is in a great spot yeah, right he now is. in I think the game. So. We, can, we can talk about some meta stuff if you want after we go through the teams. But, um, I mean, I think LCS is doomed. I don't think there's a single team that shows enough. The, the only thing that would have got me in, to a point to where I thought LCS could do anything is if Cloud9 just destroyed everybody, but they didn't. And NRG's players are so streaky that I just don't have any faith in them beating an LPL team. Yeah, for sure. I also feel like LCS, reliably, like over we've heard over years, they, as a region, coming to Worlds, they almost have a sense of defeatism in yep. them. And they have the worst mental going in. It's emblematic of solo human mental. Is the easiest it way happens that I can every it. year, man. They'll go 0-3, and then they'll get into their last game match against one of the best teams in the world, and they'll fucking and destroy they'll play very them, well. dude. It's like, yep. as soon as the weight of the world is lifted off their shoulders, they just like become the best teams in the world, and it's so frustrating. Exactly. It's ridiculous, yeah, because it would be cool to see, like, even if me, as not an LCS fan, I would love to see one of them like make it to semis. That would be so cool. That would be, it's, I mean, it's a bigger underdog story than the DRX narrative that happened last year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the rosters and nothing excites me. Berserker is the only thing either. that excites you. <laughs> yeah, Berserker does. And I bet Sven is very good at playing Melio. And that's all he probably has to do. Melio and Lulu and other enchanters because he's kind of crap on non-enchanters from what I've seen. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, we, I mean, we could talk about meta stuff. I think it's wiser to leave that for after next week, once the world's patch is revealed like fully with the notes yeah, and locked in, just so we don't start talking about stuff that's changed. Cause I mean, we know what's being, we know like the champions and the uh, systems that are being changed. We don't know the numbers or anything like that. And we don't know how it'll actually feel. So I just don't know if it's that warranted of a discussion. Yeah. 
but I'm excited to do pickums again and stuff like that. I hope that'll open soon. Um, it'll probably open during play-ins, or like maybe a week or so before. Let me see. When do pickums start? When do pickums open? Uh, no idea. If you go to Lolly Sports, it says Pickums Twenty Two is closed. See you next year. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. The only thing is that I wish that it ended a couple days earlier because I will be uh, in Denmark visiting my sister while on like. I fly there on the 17th and 18th of November, so I'll have to um, catch like a replay of it because I'm not going to watch it live then. But uh, it would be sweet to be able to do it right before leaving because then I yeah. can just go with a clean slate there. But yeah, I'm psyched to see all of I this. I have one thing that I hope they do again, and I hope they do the local movie theaters showings for the finals. Yes. Because I missed yes. out on that I last year, well. and I didn't do it, and I had an opportunity. And I really wish I would have. And this year, if it happens, I'm fucking going. Yeah, I'll see. Let me see if it's happening again. Uh, I bet it will, because I bet it was a... I don't know, but I think it was a big success. I heard nothing but good Um, things about it. So I went and I loved it. I don't. I can't speak for other people. I think it would... Like I said, I, I really am kicking myself for not doing it, and I... I should have, and it's it's gonna happen this year if it's around. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. If I wasn't in Denmark, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna do it for semis or anything like that. But yeah, I didn't start seeing anything until it was pretty close to the end when they started announcing yeah, it. Yeah, it was. I saw it. Yeah, sometime around like beginning of October, yeah. maybe mid October when I saw it. So uh, I'm sure they'll announce it again. But I. I think I didn't even discover through their website last year. I Googled like how much would it cost to rent out a theater and then saw theater events, yeah. something. Cause I just wanted to do it to my, for myself. I thought that would have yeah. been fun, but th- there was events. Yeah. They did it at, like an IMAX up in the city with like the panoramic things and all that. I think that'd just be so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It was super cool. Plus you like, I mean, get, you know, bring some food in. I smuggled in some food in in my pants and stuff. And then, but then you just get like a, you get a medium soda or like a small soda. And then in between every game or between stuff, you just walk out and fill it up and go walk back in as much as you want. As opposed to paying for the giant one. And then like, nah, I don't need to pay an extra $5. I just get free refills of this shit. (laughs) But, but yeah, I will say if, if you do it though, bring a blanket because the theater I was in, I got really cold towards later on in the night because they're blasting the AC. And my theater was, I'd say, 20% full, 25%. So there wasn't anywhere near as many people like breathing that would bring up the temp. Uh, Damn mouth just breathers. Be prepared for that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Heating up the fucking rooms. Yeah. <sighs> it would have been nice. Although my seat did have a heat warmer in it. Damn, you went to a, a fucking Bentley. <laughs> It was bougie. I went to the wealthy suburbs of the city I lived in. Oh, ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But, all right. Well, um, I guess we'll call it here then. Uh, this has been episode number 824. If you have any feedback for us, please leave it uh, via the feedback thread of the Discord 
or uh, send us an email at questions at trinityforcenetwork.com. Um, we also have a Patreon, so please check that out if you want to see uh, the benefits that we offer and potentially sign up for some of those. Lastly, we have community nights that start at 7.15 Eastern time and run for, I think yesterday it ran for like five hours, so it was great. Um, and it was a great time. We had a lot of customs going always a lot of fun so please join us if you're interested in that or if you just want to watch us then you can watch it on twitch when i stream it most of the week so yeah uh with that this has been episode number uh 824 and we will see you all next time peace Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found in Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of the podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided.